Well, good afternoon, everyone. Our readings today are, as always, but there's something especially rich today in our readings the church has given us. Um, every time this reading from Luke 1 comes up, I always want to share with you, there's a quote from Pope Benedict, and he says that if you had to pick a moment that Christianity began, he says it was this moment. And he says, the first word of Christianity, right, Gabriel today comes to Mary, and he says the beginning of our prayer, the Hail Mary, right? He says, hail, full of grace. That the word hail in Greek is kairi, which is kind of how you say hello in Greek, but it literally means rejoice. And so Pope Benedict says that our faith, the first word that ever came from our faith was the word joy. And that's a good examination for all of us is that is my faith the source of joy in my life? Is the Lord's presence in my life something that brings me hope and love and joy? So I'm out of touch and I don't know too many cultural references anymore so I just use the same ones over and over so bear with me. Um, I think I used this reference not too long ago, but I, everywhere I go, I preach or I teach, so I never know where it was. But anyway, uh, today I want to talk to you about your yes to God. Why is Mary so important? Mary, uh, in our reading, we're going to tie our, our first reading, our second, hopefully our second, in our gospel together. Why is Mary so important? Mary today embodies all of our readings. And Mary teaches us what it means to be a Christian. And today I want to talk today. Mary says yes to God through the angel Gabriel. And that's fundamentally what it means to be a Christian. To be a Christian means that somehow I say yes to him. But sometimes, right, we all know that we can say yes, kind of. I'll kind of say yes. All right, Lord, okay, I'll, I'll try to follow you. Okay. Um, so my, my overused reference today is such a classic movie is uh, The Princess Bride. Right? We all love The Princess Bride. If you don't, you probably don't have a soul. Um, <laughs> but in The Princess Bride, sometimes, you know, we get this. Sometimes words can mean something more than just words. And I love that intro scene, right? What does Wesley say? As you wish, right? Right, and so in the beginning, right, Buttercup, right, your next daughter's name. Buttercup keeps asking Wesley, you know, hey, Wesley, will you go get wood for the fire? Will you go do this? Will you go do that? And every time she asks him, he says, yep, see, you can talk in church as you wish. But there's that great moment, right, and I love the way that stories show us things. They don't just tell us things, they show us. But there's that great moment where the narrator says that every time he said, as you wish, he's not really just saying yes. He was saying, he was saying, I love you. Go back and watch it. And she knows it. 
There's something about the way that Wesley responds to Buttercup. It sounds so weird to say that. <laughs> That's how the story goes. But whenever he says, as you wish, he is saying something much deeper. He's saying, I love you. What it means to be a Christian in today, Mary teaches you and I, brothers and sisters, that to be a Christian, and, and the church has taught this for 2,000 years, we have so many of the earliest Christian homilies talk about how Mary's yes to God is everything it means to be a Christian. But you can say yes on a shallow level, or you can say yes from the depths of your heart. No, you know this. In my own life, I know this, that I, I can pay lip service to Jesus and I can say yes, but I reserve a big part of myself. And I don't really give my life away to him. But in my better moments, my yes is more complete. My yes is more complete. Mary embodies everything that the church is called to be and everything you and I are called to be because her yes is the deepest yes to God the human race has ever uttered. When she said yes to God, it wasn't just, okay, I'll do a couple of things for you. I'll, I'll bear your son for nine months and then I can get on with my life. Mary's yes was, here is everything. Here is my heart, here is my soul, here is my body, here is my future, here is my past. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Christianity is a response. One of my biggest pet peeves in life, you know when you say hello to people and they don't respond? It drives me nuts. I don't know why, but that one just drives me nuts. And if you've ever emailed with me, you're like, I wish you would respond to emails, which I'm not good at that. But it drives me nuts when you're in public and you say to people, you say hello to someone, and they just clearly, like, they look in the eye and they just keep walking, and I'm like, you were going to get beat up by a priest. <laughs> and, like, I'm going to have to go to confession, and you're going to be embarrassed for the rest of your life. Christianity is about a response. It is about a response. It is about someone who loves you more than you could ever imagine. And his word to you is not mostly a vocal word. His word to you is the death and resurrection of Christ himself. That is the word of God. And that is a word that demands a response from us. Not a surface level response. Not a, okay, Lord, I will try not to kill anyone. But a response that says, Jesus, here am I. And Lord, with the way that you have loved me, how could I do anything but surrender to you? How do we do that? And this brings me to our next point today. How do you and I, brothers and sisters, you go to Mass, I bet, every Sunday. If you don't, 
you need to go to Mass every Sunday. But I bet you do. But all of us need to look at our lives and we need to say, God, how do I make my yes to you deeper? How do I surrender in a deeper way to you? Our second reading today, I'm just going to touch briefly on it, is the end of Romans. And Paul, and I don't even, I won't even read it, but Paul, in the beginning of Romans and at the end, he, say, he frames this whole letter, the most important theological letter of the New Testament. He says that everything in his ministry is to bring about one thing. His whole life, everything that God has sent him to do is about one thing, the obedience of faith. The obedience of faith. If you really have faith, you will be obedient. Faith is an opening of ourselves, it's a turning of our hearts, of our souls, of our minds, of our lives towards God. And if you have faith, Faith is a yes. No one was more obedient to God than Mary. The early Christians loved to contrast the disobedience of Eve in the garden with the obedience of Mary here in our gospel today. Right? And then St. Irenaeus, whose feast day is on my birthday, he planned that well. St. Irenaeus loved to say, Death through Eve, but life through Mary. This is the drama of the Christian life. The drama is a drama of faith and obedience. When you have faith, you can turn your life and you can say yes to God. So how do we get there? And this is the final point today. Today's reading, you, you might have heard me say this before, Today's reading is the place the New Testament shows us that Mary was conceived without sin. Right? Non-Catholic Christians always say, where do you guys get this stuff? It's right here in Luke 1. Luke 1, 26. I think it's 26. Am I right? Close. 28. Gabriel comes, he said to her, Hail! Kakari tomine. Kakari tomine is the word he uses. Kakari tomine is only used once in the entire Bible, and this is the only spot. And it literally means someone who was made full of grace in the past, which is the opposite of sin, and that that continues into the future. And this brings us to our first reading. But it brings us to your life. The reason Mary can say yes, how do I say yes? Lord, how do I turn to you? How do I open my heart to you? How do I love you more than I did last year? How do I do that? The saints tell us, St. Bonaventure, recently I was reading him and he talks about this. The degree to which you love is dependent on the purity of your heart. The degree to which you love is dependent on the purity of your heart. You can't say yes to God, right? If you are selfish, if your life is fixated on lesser things, maybe not even evil things, but lesser things, if your heart has not been purified in that way, 
your yes to God will never be complete. Our first reading today, I know there's a lot of information, but hang with me, this is so cool. So I was watching some YouTube thing that one of my friends, her son, wanted me to see. Now, I do not recommend Breaking Bad. It's really awful. It's terrible. I've seen a couple of episodes, but everyone, I feel like whenever I say any references, this is kind of a newer one. People are like, oh my gosh, Father Brian recommended this horrible, violent, awful series. No, I didn't. You're a liar. Okay. Breaking Bad, though, there's a character in there, and they did one of those, like, Cribs things. Remember MTV Cribs? You were older. Where he brought a film crew into his house, and he showed them all the, his, like, beautiful, you know, whatever, $10 million house or whatever it is. So I watched this, and I, it made me think of today's reading. And he talked about it. He's like, well, you know, we, we decided we only wanted this kind of stone in our house, and we only wanted, um, of all things, concrete for all the countertops and this type of wood. And he goes through and he talks about all the decisions him and his wife made for their house. It's kind of fun. It's kind of a neat thing. Our first reading today is it has a wordplay. In the first reading today, God, David wants to build a house for God, which means the temple. He says, God, I want to build you a house. And God flips the tables on David, and he says, not only are you not going to build me a house, he says, but I will build for you a house. And there's a wordplay. God goes on, and the house he's talking about in 2 Samuel 7 today is a dynasty. There will be a, a, a house, right? We talk about this, like, we talk about the house of Habsburg, right? Or the house of Hanover, different kingly lines. That's what God is saying. He promises a king, a house, a royal line that will last forever. That is fulfilled in Jesus Christ, son of David and son of Mary, who will be king forever. But it also refers to Mary. The earliest Christian writers, one I read this morning, St. John Damascene, says that God has truly built a house inside of Mary. He built a house that was perfect. Right in the Old Testament, the Ark of the Covenant had to be covered in gold. It had to be perfectly pure. And the early Christian writers said, Mary, if that was true of a gold box, how much more so of Mary, the true dwelling place of God. If you're going to say yes to God, you have to be purified. And so God made Mary perfectly pure. He created her without sin. And I want to leave you with this, brothers and sisters, Mary teaches you and I what it means to be a Christian. If you want to be a Christian, you want to follow Jesus that word that God speaks to you on the cross, to say yes to that, you have to be purified. You have to let go of your sin. You have to lift your heart to God. And what a great thing. So God wants to build a house. He built a house for his son inside of Mary. Today you will receive the same son of God in the Eucharist. 
God wants to make a house inside of you. He's picked out the stones, right? He's picked out the wood for the, the trusses. Right? He's, built, he's picked inside of you the things he wants to have that perfect house. Jesus, we ask your grace today. Lord, that we would have the joy of Mary, the beginning of our faith. Rejoice, Virgin Mary. The Lord is with you. Lord, may we rejoice because you are with us. Lord, may you purify our hearts. May we love greater things more than lesser things. May we purge the sin from our hearts. Lord, may our yes to you, may our yes be total and complete.